Blog Talk Radio. So 
it'll be interesting to see her come alive for the front cover of the Queen. Uh, but we are ramping up for that. We are going to have some uh, stuff going on, including towards the end of the month, there's going to be a period where you can get the first book in the series, The Sorceress, on ebook for free. So as I ramp up towards the release of book three, we will make book one free for a couple of weeks so that people can try out the series risk-free. And, of course, all of my stuff is on uh, Kindle Unlimited. So if you're a Kindle Unlimited customer, you can just download any of the books that I put out uh, for no additional cost. It's just part of your regular subscription, and you can read it at your leisure. And to tell you the truth, uh, people who worry, I know some people worry about independent authors and making sure that we're going to get paid for our stuff. And I appreciate everybody who's concerned about that. That's really cool. But the way that they structure Kindle Unlimited, I actually make more money off of uh, people reading my books on there than I do if they buy them outright because I price them very cheaply. Uh, Whereas I get paid per page read. So if you have an author who's on Kindle Unlimited and they're normally selling their books for like 2 or $3, dollars, uh, go ahead and read it on Kindle Unlimited. They'll get paid for every page you read even if you don't finish the book. So uh, it's actually a pretty sweet deal for authors. Uh, but all my stuff's on there. Uh, I will be keeping everybody updated. Check me out on my Twitter, uh, as well as uh, I'm going to be getting my Instagram back up and running. After all, it is roller coaster season, so I like to put writing and roller coaster stuff up on my Instagram. Uh, I, I have some really cool pictures from Kings Island. I can't wait to get up. Uh, but uh, and oh yeah, if, uh, any any roller coaster fans out there, not only do I have my characters ride the beast at Kings Island in the first book, but in book three, I'm going to take them back to uh, to an amusement park because. Uh, you know, I have, uh, with a, a character going there to uh, kind of recharge and rest and get away from all the stresses of the wild fantasy universe that I've concocted. So uh, anybody who's been to Kings Island or Cedar Point, you might see some, uh, I'm not going to say exactly which ones, but you'll probably see some familiar sights uh, at the end of The Queen. I am reworking that part as we speak. So lots and lots going on. And, of course, we're still working on moving and all that fun stuff. So my life is quite yeah. fun. <laughs> I And I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this with me in the midst of everything else that you have going on. I really appreciate it. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. been an interesting it, – it's been an interesting week. Uh, so uh, Interesting in the Chinese curse sense. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah of course, as, the, the, yeah. the thing on everybody's mind is the SCOTUS leak. I know that's uh, big on everyone's yeah. mind. Uh, yep. And we were talking about this before we came on, and you said you have a theory as to who the leaker is. Well, so do I. Uh, and I'm curious to hear okay. who you think the leaker is. Um, I have I have three possibilities. Um it for me, my opinion is it could have been Roberts because he knows what a landmark piece of shit it is. Um, right. It could have been Alito. It could have been Alito himself to test the outrage factor and and just right. kind of put it out there and give Americans a chance to uh, get it, you know, get the rage out of their systems or uh, Breyer right. because he's leaving. <laughs> 
Well, actually, I believe, I think, I think the first one you said, I think that's who it is. I think it was Justice Roberts, and I'll tell you why. Because ever since okay. Roberts was put on the court by George W. Bush, everybody is waiting for him to be an anti-abortion firebrand, and he hasn't been. He's been okay with chipping away at reproductive rights, but he hasn't backed a full-throated repeal of Roe v. Wade. And that is really because, you know, Republicans on the court these days aren't really justices. They're the activist justices they used to, com- they used to accuse the progressive justices of being, legislating from the bench and advancing ideologies that aren't popular enough to make it at the ballot box, so they'll try to impose them from the bench. And that's what they've been for right. years. And Roberts, I think, once he got in and he witnessed people like, um, oh, fucking uh, Clarence Thomas, that asshole, I-, I think he realized just how unhinged some of these folks can be. And I think that when he became chief justice, you know, he came in as a new justice and chief justice at the same time, uh, which, isn't, yes, which is unusual, but it's yeah. not unprecedented. But ever since then, I think he has been terrified of what it's going to mean for the party if they actually overturn Roe v. Wade. Because he knows that there are a lot of Republican women, especially the suburban Republican women, these people who are protected in a bubble of privilege. They're usually the upper middle class suburbs. So they're protected in a bubble of privilege, a bubble of class privilege, a bubble of racial privilege. And really, uh, so they've never really believed that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. They've always thought, well, they'll make big stink about it, but it's not actually going to happen. And the mm-hmm. idea, and Roberts has believed for a long time that if it actually happened, it could be the doom of the party. And I don't think that he's wrong. I really don't think he's wrong. Because one thing we're seeing is that there have been cases in special elections across the country where when you have a very Trumpy, right-wing, theocratic, uh, white nationalist type of candidate going up against any Democrat, they've been losing in some very red districts. And it's not so much that the Democrats have been overwhelming the ballot boxes, although Democrats are far more motivated to vote these days uh, than Republicans, although part of that is also the fact that Republicans, the party line, is that their votes didn't count in 2020. Not a great motivator to get people to come out and cast a ballot. Uh, But um, the thing is, is that a lot of these races that they should have won, that they've been losing, they've been losing in the suburbs. And one thing that people really need to keep in mind is that, yes, a lot of house races are severely gerrymandered and they've got very, they've got things that they've considered safe Republican districts for a long time. But when they're considered safe Republican districts, you're still not talking about huge margins. You're talking about Republican plus 10 Republican plus eight as in an eight to 10 point advantage for Republicans, just in the way the districts are drawn. And in most years, with most of your standard milk toast Republicans, you get the crazies coming out and voting for them because they're convinced that they're going to be secret conservatives or they just hate the Democrats more. And you have a lot of suburban, college-educated Republicans, a lot of Repu- suburban Republican women who come out and they provide the margin of victory. There are very few districts where you can win on MAGA votes alone. Uh, most of those are in places like northern Florida, 
Louisiana, Mississippi, those kind of things. Uh, but there aren't that many districts like that. Most gerrymandered districts are a combination of the MAGA crowd and what I call the old Mitt Romney crowd, the people who are quite happy for Mitt Romney to run for president. Uh, you know, the, the, the suburban Republicans, the ones who are mainly in it because they don't want their taxes to go up uh, and that kind of thing. And they tolerate a lot of the other stuff. And I'm not saying they're not racist, they're not misogynistic, but they're not as motivated by these things as other Republican voters are. Um, they put yeah. up with this stuff because of basic greed. They put up with all of the theocratic white nationalist bullshit because they figure it'll still keep their taxes low. Very cynical. But these are the people who have been driven away by the MAGA crowd. These are the people who aren't happy with the Marjorie Taylor Greens, with the Matt Getzes. Uh, they're not happy with these people uh, really saying the quiet parts out loud, basically. Um, and I'll tell you that Roe v. Wade going down, if this really comes out and somebody doesn't fiddle behind the scenes to try to flip somebody's mind before they actually publish the decision, um, then that is the kind of thing that pops the privilege. Because all of a sudden these suburban Republican women – many of whom probably have an abortion or two in their past that they don't talk about, it all of a sudden right. becomes very real for them. And, it, you know, and the fact that, you know, the way the decision that was leaked has been, uh, that the way that it's written, it gives avenues to go after birth control, to go after gay marriage, to go after interracial marriage, for fuck's sake. Um, and you get a lot of evangelical churches where you have interracial marriages because they're cult-approved marriages, whatever little cult of evangelicals they're part of. Uh, so this right. is the kind of thing that Roberts has worried all along about breaking the suburbanites out of their bubble of complacency. And he's And I think he leaked this document because he wants to create a firestorm to try to convince one of these people you don't want to be a part of this. You don't want to be a part of this kind of shitstorm because he's trying to preserve his own party. And uh, I, I think this, this has Roberts' fingerprints all over it. So that's, you know, and, and for years, the people have said in confidence, yeah, Roberts knows that if Roe v. Wade goes down, it's going to be an Armageddon for the party. So that's, that's why I think we have the lead. He's trying to avert a disaster for his own party. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how things shake out. Well, I've got to tell you, I, here's the thing, and I, have a, I have, and I have varying opinions on this because of the far-reaching effect it could have. So if Roe v. Right. Wade goes down, right. that means you, they're, they're wiping their asses with the Constitution, and that's it. I mean, they will overturn as right. many progressive laws as possible. Um, Loving <laughs> versus uh, Virginia will come back right. into question, and it would not it would not surprise me um, if they go after same sex marriage, transgender folks, uh, gendered and non gendered folks. Absolutely. Yeah, Gri okay. Griswold. I, I don't even. Griswold, yes, yeah. of course. We talked about that yesterday. I mean, all of these cases, go if, folks, if you don't know what these cases are, please go look them up because we could spend three hours just talking about 
one of these cases. It's it's incredible at the reversal of everyone's uh, lives that this could this could touch. It's that bad of a thing. But you know here, but so here's my theory, and and I also believe that these fuckers would go back to Brown versus Board of Education if they thought they oh, could yeah. fucking get away with it. Um, and I think they think they can get away with it. So here's the thing. My belief is when you are talking to really strong, dyed-in-the-wool Republicans who are fundamentalists, and I don't really believe that they're actual fundamentalists because I don't actually believe they're real Christians, although give lip service to it, but there is no Christian right. charity in their souls because if it doesn't affect them, they don't give a fuck. This will actually affect right. them, too. So they're signing their own bullshit, and they're going to have to suffer with their own bullshit because when somebody's little girl winds up not a quote-unquote undesirable, daddy's going to have right. to find her an abortion somewhere. And if that leaks out, and I know it will, because it's not going to just be one case. It's, it's oh, a no. sham. The whole thing is a sham. The politics in this nation, if this goes through, there's no justice, but here's the thing. Because they're always screaming about, well, you know, Democrats are baby killers. Okay, so if you pass this law, that's the one you wanted. Um, so you're going to show up for anything else? Why bother? You got the one thing you wanted more than anything else. So I think right. a lot of them are going to get lazy because I think a lot of them don't give a shit about anything but that because it's a because they have decided that a clump of cells inside of my body is an actual person even though it's not. So exactly, I mean, and, for a lot of the, and it proves that yeah, they never exactly. read their Bible because it, it proves they never read their Bible because the Bible actually says life begins at first breath. So uh, <laughs> actually, I believe technically the Bible says the first three breaths. And then right, you have a true. person. Right, exactly. So it's, okay, so it's it's even more, they've even uh, polluted it more than they already have. Uh, and quite frankly, this idea that you're going to get all of us women under control. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, the people, fearful, the people. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, because I, I might. Uh, get into a history thing here after this. Go ahead. No, that's good. Um, okay, so my, my feeling is is that, you know, this is going to be very detrimental to everybody it touches, and it's going to have consequences that the right don't even realize are coming. Um, yeah. So it, it's just going to be interesting. And I'll tell you, what people have to understand, too, is that really what this is all going back to, and it's no wonder that these are the justices uh, put in place uh, by uh, Tiny Hands Donnie, is the fact that it was never about abortion, and it was never even about birth control. What it was always about was race and racism, because the earliest religious right movements that really caught fire in the 70s would fundraise off of being anti-abortion and anti-birth control, but what they would do with that money is open up segregated private Christian schools. 
And as a matter of fact, Hillary Clinton, when she first got out of law school, her first job was go to these private academies as working for a law firm, go in there posing as a parent looking for a school for her child and to get them to say basically that they keep all the black people out so she could go back and swear an affidavit and they could go after them for civil rights violations. Uh, it was always about the racism. They only used abortion and birth control as a fundraising tactic, but they always put the money into pro-segregationist, pro-racist uh, ideologies and practices. So the fact that we still have people who are arguing over, you know, when does life start and all that, it's always been a smokescreen. It's always been a straw man. So, of course, they're going to be going after Loving versus Virginia, which is what legalized interracial marriage in this country. Uh, of course, I would really hope that Clarence Thomas wouldn't vote in favor of that, considering who his fucking wife is. Uh, but still, yeah. um, they're wealthy. He's wealthier than he should be for the amount of years he's been a Supreme Court justice. Got to know where that money's come from. So they have a certain amount of wealth privilege to protect them. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, it, 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 but it, it's no surprise. It's no surprise at all. Uh, but the thing is, is that now you've got a class of Republicans, the people who are really serious about this stuff, the new, the, the new white supremacist, Jeffrey Epstein, pedophile friends, uh, modern Republican Party. And you could just assume that Republican, that if they're a Republican, they probably have some kind of bad history with a minor at some point. It's just so common these days. Uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, this new generation, they're saying the quiet parts out loud. And again, that is alienating those suburban Republicans who, again, realized a lot of these people were whack jobs but tolerated them as long as they felt like they could be kept in check but now you have people in the republican party openly musing saying we can't forgive student debt because who would sign up for the army that otherwise uh which is something we mm -hmm. said for years student debt is a tool yep. to make sure lots of poor people wind up in the military uh and they're saying the quiet parts out loud and these you know the people who are ushering in these radical changes are not the people who know how to spin it. And again, uh, it's getting to the point where half of the candidates that little Donnie endorses aren't even winning their primaries. And if you check out the ones that aren't winning their primaries are the ones went running with a large suburban chunk in their district. So, you know, but let me also tell you this, just because they do well in a primary, Ohio just nominated some piece of mystery meat that little Donnie endorsed. Um, these yeah. guys don't necessarily do well in the general. Uh, in Ohio, we've got Tim Ryan on the Democratic side, who is an old-fashioned meat and potatoes, blue-collar Democrat, very much in the vein of Sherrod Brown. And Sherrod Brown wins elections in Ohio when no other Democrat can. And he's going to be working with Tim to make sure that Tim's going to be able to run a good race. I think Tim Ryan's going to mop the floor with this guy uh, because Tim Ryan actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. And this other guy is just hoping to coast on, uh, you know, little Donnie's incel army. And it's there's just not enough of them. And again, uh, I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. As a political person, I love it when you have all these Republicans claiming that the 2020 election 
was a sham and that it was stolen and yada, yada, yada. Because we saw in Georgia, right after the 2020 election, we saw the results of that party line. And you cannot run as a Republican unless you are running on that party line. But the thing is, is that when you run on that party line that the 2020 election was a sham and nobody's votes really counted, that's basically Republicans turning their own voter suppression tactics against themselves. They're aiming their voter suppression gun at their own foot and pulling the trigger. Again, there's no reason why a Democrat should have won a special election in Georgia, let alone two special elections in motherfucking Georgia. Uh, There's no reason why they should have, but they won by a slightly larger margin than Joe Biden did because the Republicans suppressed their own vote. So remember, guys, uh, you know, if you're debating with any of your Republican pals and let's face it, if they're still a Republican now, fuck them. It's too late for them. Go ahead and tell them, man, I don't even know why you bother voting. You guys got screwed last time. If I were you, I'd stay home to protest the fact that Joe Biden is still president. Uh, stay home. Show the Republican <laughs> uh, leadership where, you know, what, where the real power is. Now turn all the fucking Bernie bro shit against them this time. How do you like that, uh, you know, Putin? I'm going to turn your own misinformation against your own people. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, my God. I, I think that would be hilarious. But that is the party line. That is the line that you have to run on to get the Trump endorsement. Uh, and like uh, what's-his-nuts uh, in Boy in Ohio proved, a Trump endorsement can help you in the primary. May not help you in the general, probably won't. Right. But it'll really help you in a Republican primary. Um, so it's it's it, you know it's it's incredible. Um, the and and I'll tell you, every time someone like Matt Gates or Marjorie Taylor Green or Lauren Boebert open their mouths, all of the political consultants at the RNC die a little bit inside, because again, they they are making they are confirming the Republicans' reputation as the stupid party. This is the Beavis and Butthead party. I'm sorry, Beavis and Butthead were smarter than Marjorie Taylor Greene. I insult Beavis and Butthead when I compare her to, <laughs> to when I compare them to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. I mean, I thought it was kind of cruel against Beavis and Butthead to compare them to the Trump boys. But uh, it's, it's even more of an insult to compare them to Marjorie Taylor Greene because, you know, Beavis with a, with, with a head injury is smarter than most of these Republicans. And uh, it's, it's, really, it's really hilarious. You ask your local Chamber of Commerce type guy, hey, how'd you like that Marjorie Taylor Greene? And they'll reach for the tums. So... Uh, you know, I and you know, and make no mistake, things are a shit show right now. Things are a shit show and a half. And anybody who uh, anybody who voted third party in 2016, you fucking own this. If Roe goes, I posted yeah. this on my Facebook page the other day, and I haven't been political on my Facebook page for a while because I don't keep the, any any uh, Nazi sympathizers around anymore on my new account. But I'm just like, no. Fuck you, people. If you voted third party in 2016, you get to own Roe going down even more than the Republicans. Because we knew the Republicans yes. wanted, to tr- wanted to do this. We knew that they want to oppress minorities and subjugate women. It's to, ex- it's yep. to be expected. It's like Keith Richards doing drugs. You expect it to happen. 
uh, or like Matt Gates, uh, pay money to have sex with a 16-year-old. You just expect it's going to happen. But um, right. the fact that, you know, but when you do what you can to make sure that they're in a position to put the people in office and into the courts that are going to achieve their ends, you get to own it even more, yeah. you know. And so, and anybody who's like, you know, both sides are the same and all that. I don't even debate them anymore. I just mock with sarcasm. I start going off. Yeah. Oh my goodness! How will we ever thank you for imparting your wisdom on us? It must have taken you an entire YouTube ad break to come up with that slogan, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'll tell you, it really pisses them off. They they tend not to come back to argue later. It's kind of funny, uh, but it's like but no, honest, it's like no. Anybody, but, but, but the political but history, honestly, the third party I, I, people, I, they get to own it. Well, and I, what I was going to say was, you know, I've been told a million fucking times, oh, you know, you got to get over it, and oh, you know, they didn't realize, and I'm like. Nah, fuck them. They're stupid. They're too stupid to vote. Therefore, they don't deserve democracy because voting isn't just something we do. It is a privilege. It's a privilege. It is a, it's something that people in other parts of the world wish they could do. And the fact that these people would take their vote and piss it away because they thought Hillary was going to win. We thought she was going to win. Well, if you did that against the sure bet, then you're a fucking idiot. And you're more stupid than Republicans because you, you profess to know better. I did an entire rant on this Wednesday night. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I'll never forgive the third-party voters that I know of. Uh, and I right. know of a number of, well, not that many, because I don't have that many stupid people in my life. But, you right. know, and I'll, actually, I'll you. Since then, they, they exited since then anyway, so that's pretty good. Um, and for the yeah, people who are trying to be like, oh. you, you expect a Republican to be a Republican. This is, this is everything right. I said the other night. But when you have a fake liberal, you're, when it's only convenient for them, as long as they're getting right. what they want, those fake bitches need to go, too. Oh, let me tell you, for the people who are like, oh, we didn't know how bad he was going that, that, you know, I just put up a graphic anymore saying, I can't believe the leopard ate my face, says woman who voted for the leopards eating my face party. Uh, it's like, no, you fucking we knew. Told them. You just didn't care. People just didn't fucking care because their their privileged, sheltered uh, political hipsterism was more important to them than people's lives. So that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's like absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, and and it's 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 completely disgusting. And you know, I know somebody who's running one of those jokes presidential campaigns and he asked me to like his page i'm like fuck you i'm not going to do that because we can't joke about this shit now we don't have the luxury of joking for joke candidates and let me tell you something anybody who thinks that vermin supreme is some kind of genius at political theater no he was actually trying to siphon votes away from joe biden in 2020 because he felt like the democrats hadn't earned our votes 
So fuck that guy, and if I see him at Starwood, I'm going to tell him to fuck off to his face because he's part of the problem. Yep. You know, so it's yep. just like I'm done. Nobody gets, you know, we've for too long, we've tolerated stupidity in our ranks, especially yes. in the pagan community, uh, because it's like, yes. oh, well, that's just them. And oh, well, it's like, no, fuck that. You know, we were just, you know, uh, for a long time in the 90s, people were just too fucking comfortable in their privilege. So when people would espouse yes. wacky ass goddamn shit, neo-Nazi yes. uh, racial shit in, in like the OTO and all that, it was like, oh, well, you know, it's just them being quirky. It's like, no, fuck that. We got to stop tolerating this shit. If somebody's going to be anti-Semitic, if they're going to be racist, if they're going to be misogynistic and try to couch it in paganism, we need to tell them to go fuck themselves with a rusty dildo, okay? Just because, yeah. you know, if, if you know, or else we are just as bad as the idiots in Christianity who don't believe that the evangelicals are defining their faith for the new generation, okay? I mean, and they are. The people, my, the kids that, that are my kids' age, they've grown up with Christianity being defined by the right-wing evangelicals. And so when they hear Christian, yeah. they either think incredibly stupid or racist, misogynistic fuckwad. And that's, and, you know, and for Christians who say that's unfair, it's like, well, guess what? You didn't push back against these people. You didn't provide a good enough example to show people that they didn't speak for you. So guess what? They do now. Well, you know what? If we're not going to stand yeah. up to people in our own pagan community and tell them to go fuck themselves and they do the same shit, then we're just as pathetic as they yeah. are. So... Agree, 100% agree. I 100% agree. And the other thing is, you know, these the, the ones on our are supposedly on our side. Uh, you know, I, I kept hearing, oh, you know, I really support the the gay community and, and LGBTQ plus plus, and you know, our trans uh, brothers and sisters, and you know, all the people who don't have a voice, and the gendered and non-gendered folks and you know and what you did flies in the face of all of that you actually put all of us at risk not just not just people who are pregnant potentially or 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 who can potentially get pregnant uh you have put all of us at risk you have put everyone who is not a cis white male christian at risk all of us yeah including yourself including yourself how do you like that shit? And the whole thing about nobody told us we didn't know, bullshit. We fucking told them for over a year, did we not, Towson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we fucking told them. But the thing is, again, it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the fucking, it's what I call political hipsterism. People who are too fucking lazy to actually learn a few realities about our political system. Yep. So they'll be like, well, we should have more than two parties anyway. Well, guess what? We practically don't. So it's time to put on your grown-up trousers and go yep. and do the right thing for your society and not have a little fucking yep. hissy fit, a fucking baby fit. You, you know, these pathetic pieces of shit think that their baby fits are more important than people's lives. Fuck that. Fuck them with a rusty fucking dildo. Unless they like it. And then they only get a nice smooth one with grease. Okay? If they like rusty dildos, we only give them the nice ones with grease. Uh, but it's like just... You know, it's like that classic thing. The masochist says, beat me, beat me, and the sadist says, no. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's time to be done. It's time to be done 
having tolerance for shit. I mean, I, you know, my son played a video earlier about somebody doing a fast food tier list. As soon as this guy put uh, Chick-fil-A at the A level, I'm like, okay, I can stop listening to anything else this guy says because obviously yeah. uh, he's fine with, uh, you know, genocidal actions against LGBTQ yeah. people as long as he has a nice pickled yeah. chicken sandwich or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's like you can't judge people on their food taste. Fuck you. Yes, I can. It's like there's no way nobody yeah. knows that Chick-fil-A funnels millions of dollars into anti-gay causes. And, it, you know, right. and if you do, it's only because you've avoided it. So, because uh, I'll tell you, I avoid things sometimes. I've avoided the whole fucking Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. I won't watch the, the reports yeah. on it. I think it's a sad tragedy of going on with there. I'm not taking part in the media circus because, quite frankly, I've got enough going on in my life. But, you know, so I know exactly. how easy it is to willfully avoid information. But, you know, that's a celebrity circus. When you're talking about avoiding information about things that directly affect people's lives, it's just another level of being a douchebag. So it's like, you know, it's like I'm not going to fault you if you avoid all news about the Kardashians. God knows I did it too. But if you're going to avoid educating yourself on a few basic things before you do something incredibly destructive, like, uh, you know, give a vote away to the Republicans by denying it to the only person who could beat them, then it's like, no, fuck you. Your laziness has now made you a toxic person. And I have no time for that. So uh, I'm done. Well, the other thing I'm, about that, I, I understand, but the other thing about that, and, and this is what this is another thing that, that just royally fucking pisses me off about the third-party privileged ass voter. They never show up to do any work. They never show up to, to actually get in there and do the right thing and work on that third party and help it grow. Right. These motherfuckers. Not every single one of them, obviously. Otherwise, these some people would never get pushed forward. But the fact of the matter is 90% of these so-called third-party voters, these disaffected Democrats, uh, they, it's all lip service to, well, we need a real third party. Then go fucking make one. Go right. fucking make one. Stop parties. being a whiny-ass cunt. They're not no, they're, real. They're, they're, you know, they want every fucking thing handed to them, and I'm sick of it. Oh, yeah. No, let me tell you. It's their boutique parties. They're not real political parties. They're boutique parties because they disappear for three and a half years and pop up mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden and say, we've got a candidate for president. It's like, you know what, mm-hmm. you can, you know, oh, yeah, so you get the, you know, so you get the Green Lawn Fucker Party's candidate in by a miracle. They've got nobody in Congress. They've got nobody in the states to do anything. They're basically a big old hood ornament on American government. In order for a party to work, you've got to have people at the local level, the city level, the county level, the state level, and the congressional level. And once you've got all of these people there together ready to work with an executive and actually get something done, then you run somebody for president because they have a prayer of actually not only getting elected, but being effective once they're in there. These boutique candidates who come out and throw themselves out there every four years Try to make a big splash is just a convenient place for people who give so little shits about their fellow human beings that they just want to to be the weird quirky person every four years. And the worst part is is that they somehow think that they're superior to the rest of us because of their lazy, misanthropic, douchebag antics. And it's like, no, 
fuck you. I'm not going to say fuck the horse you rode in on because that's probably your kink that I don't want to kink shame, dude, uh, to these people. That's what I want to say. But uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, no, no, I'm done. It's not cute. It's not funny. Uh, there are real people's lives at stake here. Uh, so it's like, yeah, no, yeah, go fuck yourselves. I, I'm done. And, uh, and, I'm, and, and, you know, I don't even engage assholes anymore. If I see somebody on a thread, saying something stupidly political, I put up animated gifs anymore that basically are like, why are you still talking? Wow, nobody cares. Uh, A picture of a minion yawning, that really pisses them off. Because I don't even give them the benefit of my words. I spend five seconds throwing up a gif that'll piss them off, and then they come back and spend like two minutes writing a response, which I find hilarious, because then I throw up another gif. Uh, it's like there's, there's no use in debating these people anymore. The people who think that uh, Donald Trump is somehow better than Joe Biden, they're gone. They're lost. They're white supremacists. They're neo-Nazis. Fuck them. You know, we're not going to waste our time trying because you know what? Yeah, okay. If you bang your head against the wall for 20 minutes, it's going to feel really good when you stop. But that's not the way I want to live my life. So, yeah, these people don't get debated. They just get told to fuck off, and that's it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't engage. I block, happily block, and jettison any of these, these people. I don't deal with Republicans, not even in my own family. I do not deal with third-party voters. They are a waste of space and worse than Republicans, right. in my opinion, because they're fucking treasonous traitors to the ideals right. that we have. Because if you really believe in something and you really believe in democracy and you believe in women's rights and the rights of everyone to be who they are, love who they want to love, look the way they want to look, gender or not gender themselves, period, you do everything you can to protect them. That's what you do. And if you do anything else, you're a fucking liar. So I jettison exactly. those people. Or, or, the, or the garbage took itself out, one of the two, uh, for the few people in my life who were like that. That's it. That's it. I don't care. I don't care. You fucked the country. You fucked the people you said you love. You probably fucked people in your family that may or may not ever need these services uh, of right. any kind, whether it's services for a transgender person services for a potential uh, uh, in-law or grandchild or whatever. I mean, we're all going to feel it, every last one of us, including those third-party voters. And, you know, I don't want to hear any bullshit whining from them, although we are going to hear a lot of bullshit whining from them because their their lovely excuse is, well, uh, it was going to happen anyway. No, motherfucker, you're wrong. It wasn't going to happen anyway. It wasn't. Right. If, we had kept, if we had kept a strong Democratic line and Hillary had made it, she'd have been serving her second right. term right now. So don't, and we would not exactly. be talking about the end of Roe v. Wade. So save your bullshit and take it elsewhere. I'm, you see, exactly. I'm still mad, Talison. I'm still mad. And we also wouldn't be talking. <laughs> we also wouldn't be talking about a million COVID deaths either if Hillary was in her second term, because you know the U.S. Yeah. has the worst COVID death rate out of the entire developed world. Wonder why? Oh yeah, 
It's because that person, that the third-party people didn't care if he got in there, fucked up the response, and killed hundreds of thousands of people who didn't need to die because of his fucked-up response. All of those deaths are also on the head of the third-party people. Uh, The Republicans, too, but especially the third-party people because they knew and they didn't give a shit. So it's like, and you know that they knew. Because some of these assholes like Susan Sarandon were coming out and saying, oh, well, if we get somebody oh, yeah. really bad like Trump in there, maybe they'll wake the Democrats up and they'll start electing old white men like Bernie Sanders again or some bullshit like that. So they knew how bad he was going to be. They were talking about it amongst themselves, about how this is what we're going to need to start the revolution. Well, guess what? The only revolution that was attempted was an attempted right-wing coup d'etat against the elected American government on January 6, 2021. And now uh, the, the, the real casualties of war are starting, and it's coming from the women of this country or trans men who might yep. still have a uterus, all kinds of folks, any, any uterus bearer, anybody, you know, they're all yeah. going to be affected by this. And... Uh, you know, and again, it's like it, it, it's it's all the heritage of of all this bullshit. And I'll tell you, um, it's like things are reverberating, and people are. I mean, people like Lisa Murkowski and Olivia Snow are be or and, and Susan Collins. They're being held to account because Susan Collins would go on Morning Joe and say, oh, they're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And now they're being confronted by someone like Joe Scarborough, who is a former Republican. And yes, I said former. He left when the party rallied behind Trump. He quit. He walked away from the party because he actually has a fucking conscience. Um, But he he will look at her dead in the face and said, looks like you were wrong. What do you have to say about that? And they got nothing. And again, yeah. so, you know, Collins uh, in Maine is going to be in real trouble the next time she comes up for a vote because Mainers are strongly pro-choice. They're, it's a weird state. They'll elect Democrats and Republicans and independents and all kinds of weird mixes of people. But uh, when it comes down to their state government, they're pretty straightforward on things. Areas of New England can be very conservative, but they're not Bible Belt conservative, which makes them very different than other conservative areas of the country. And and Collins is going to be in real trouble if Roe and Dusty go down when they put this ruling out, if they don't change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about Absolutely. fucking time. Kind of, yeah, because it's, the Kavanaugh thing alone for me should have done her in. And it didn't. I, 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 it's awful. The it's bubble of denial privilege. Yeah. She voiced the bubble and of denial privilege goes, that a lot of Republican women have. Oh, I know. And, you know, the fact that all of these people got confirmed, um, all the Trump stir court justices, um, and the one that, and the one they stole from Barack Obama, let's not forget about that. Um, oh, yeah. It's amazing because they all got up there and they were like, well, we're not interested in overturning established law. You fuckers lied. Y'all fucking lied. Oh, they, they lied. Well, uh, Thomas, well, Kavanaugh committed perjury multiple times during his, uh, during his confirmation hearings. And, hell, I mean, seriously, uh, they really need to start impeachment proceedings against Clarence Thomas 
for clear conflicts of interest. His wife is lobbying for yeah. cases that Clarence Thomas is ruling on in the Supreme Court. And, uh, yeah. but, you know, that, you know, it, it's, it's, and that's the thing, though, is that there hasn't been a lot of, of appetite to go after the Supreme Court because a lot of people in Washington are nervous about that. But again, the outrage is real. The anger and rage is real. And, you know, impeachment starts in the House. And we can have a really, really big impact on the House because the Republicans are planning on retaking the House. They're planning on, uh, you know, taking enough seats to retake the House. But they're having to fight against all the Trumpy candidates in these suburban districts. So we have to get out there and vote for Democrats more than ever. We have to work for them. Uh, I just sent $10 to, uh, to Tim Ryan after he was confirmed as the winner of the primary in Ohio this week. I made a donation to him. Um, it's not much, but it was, it's what I could afford. And that's the thing. Democrats, sure. we've got this incredible fundraising machine. We have this small don- donor donation machine where if all you can give is $5 in a month, give $5 because if we get a million other people to give $5, that's just got $5 million to try to protect our country and take it back. So it's like, you know, we we can do this. We can do the fundraising needed. We can put uh, candidates over the top that people never thought could win. There are women across the country uh, who have been running. They've been seeing this coming, and they are running – in districts that haven't had a Democratic challenger in the last two or three elections. Uh, that's a complete, you know, that's a complete thing that we've got to end. We've got to make sure we have a challenger in every single district, in every single race. We have to make the Republicans yep. spend money for every single race they win. We can't let them have any gimmies. Because the thing about the Republican machine is, for one thing, it's been decimated by Donald Trump. They've lost some of their biggest donors uh, because Donald Trump likes to have these little, you know, these little ego wars with other rich guys. Well, rich guys tend to band together, and they've never considered Donald Trump one of their own. So uh, because he's not really a billionaire, he's a millionaire with a good publicity machine. Uh, and that's, that's what the billionaires, the actual billionaires have been saying about the guy for five years. Uh, but the thing is, is that not only is the Trump people are the Trump people skimming a ridiculous amount of money off the top. Uh, by the way, when you hear about these court cases in New York State that Donald Trump is defending against, the Republican Party is paying for all of his lawyers for that. The millions and millions that are being spent to fight these civil cases in New York State, the Republican Party is picking up the whole tab for all of Donald Trump's legal fees. Uh, so he is skimming like you wouldn't believe, and they don't have the small-dollar donation uh, machine that the Democrats do. Donald Trump can pull in a lot of small-dollar donations. His, mag- his mega heads will give small-dollar donations, but they'll send them to him. They won't send their small-dollar donations to the RNC or the uh, or right. the Republican Senatorial Committee or the Republican – uh, House Committee, uh, they won't send money to these people. They'll send money to Donald Trump. Everyone else in the party has to deal with the bundlers and the fundraisers and the begging for money from fat cats and the big checks, which means that if they start having to spend serious money, they start running out. They start running out of donors. They stop 
start running out of people who can give anymore because they've hit the legal limits. Uh, and not all these rich people are set up to set up a dark money pack. And some of the dark money packs that were set up before 2016 have gone dormant because the rich guys don't want their money to be thrown down into Donald Trump's uh, fucking limo gas tank, which is where a lot of their money's been going lately, or to Donald Trump's lawyer's limo's gas tank. Um, so really, we've got to remember that if all you can do is you see a Democratic candidate who's tried to take down a Republican or defend a seat against a Republican, then, you know, if you got three bucks, give them three bucks. If you've got a dollar, send them a dollar, because 100,000 people sending a dollar is $100,000. And Democrats with their, uh, you know, uh, boots on the ground type of campaign tactics can make $100,000 stretch really, really, really far, especially in congressional campaigns. So, I mean, I'm not going to be going out and canvassing, uh, you know, this year in the midterms because I've been having such severe back issues. I'm happy that our new house had a mobility scooter in the garage that we're getting fixed up with so I can walk around the one-mile-long Cedar Point sometimes this season. Um, but it's yeah. like, but I am going to be donating to candidates. I'm going to be spreading fundraisers for candidates. I'm going to be uh, putting the word out and saying, listen, this is who we can get in. They may not be perfect, but they're not a Nazi. They're not yeah. uh, a white supremacist. And if it says Oregon after their name, you have to assume Nazi. You have to assume Nazi sympathizer because there's just way too many of them in the Republican Party. So it's like, yeah, they may not be perfect, but they're not a fucking Nazi. And it's sad that we've gotten to that point, but, you know, we kind of have to. But uh, do what you get. People out there, you got five bucks, send, send it. You know, and if you're in a state where there's no competitive races, like your House district isn't competitive, you've got a Democrat who's going to win, you've got uh, no real Senate races, there's lots of Senate races and House races that do need your money. So, you know, if you want to try sure. to turn Ohio's Senate delegation blue, send five bucks to Tim Ryan. He's been my representative where I live in Barberton ever since I moved here 10 years ago. And he has been, he's a total stand-up, blue-collar type guy. Yeah, he's a milk toast. He's not as progressive or a firebrand as we would like. But when it comes to backing up unions, to backing up women's reproductive rights, to, ba to backing up uh, gay marriage and all these basic, basic democratic issues, he is 100% on this stuff. So, and again, the person who's running against him is a little Donnie Jr. type. Uh, so, you know, it's like, again, you know, he, he's not – you know, he, you know, I mean, Tim Ryan, he's a good guy. Uh, you know, he's, I'm trying to think of senators that I really admired. And I keep going back to Howard Metzenbaum, who was in the 80s in Ohio. I'm showing my age. He may not be a Howard Metzenbaum. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, uh, he may not be, uh, you know, like an incredible firebrand in the House like AOC, but he's a good, solid Democrat who's going to keep Chuck Schumer uh, the uh, the uh, speaker, the uh, the leader of the Senate, and Tim Ryan will vote for filibuster reform because if we can hold the majority we have and expand it by one or two, then all of a sudden people like Joe Manchin or what's her face down in Arizona, Kristen Cinema, if we get two more Democrats in the Senate, if we can expand our numbers by two, 
those two become irrelevant because we can get yes. rid of the filibuster rule with a 51 majority. So we put we expand our base by two, and then Vice President Harris gets to break the tie, and all of a sudden we can get voting rights through. We can have a national women's right to body autonomy bill get through. And you better fucking believe that Joe Biden would sign both of those bills in a fucking heartbeat. So, again, we've got our work cut out for us, fellow Democrats, progressives, and other liberals and non-Nazis in this country. And we've just got to get our head, we've got to get our crown chakra out of our root chakra and get to work. <laughs> I like the way you did that. That was very clever. Um, <laughs> um, also, I just saw an ad from Val Demings. Uh, Val Demings is Florida, for anybody who's wondering. And she would be going up against Marco Rubio. She's currently two oh, points behind. Yeah. Yeah, little Marco, um, I am devastated at the thought that Trump might run again. I know there's a lot of noise that he will, quite honestly, in his poor health. Who the hell knows? But we, we've got to we've got to make. <laughs> this is the point we were making in 2015 and 2016. Everything is about the Supreme Court. It's not even right. that much about the president. And folks who didn't believe us before, you now see that we were right. Because even with the Democratic president, uh, they're still trying to enact these laws. And now we have a Supreme Court that is is just waiting to overturn Roe v. Wade in a real sense this time. It's not just supposition and conjecture. It's real. Okay? So everything we told you is true. And there's proof. Mm-hmm. We have tapes of where we discussed right. this repeatedly about how important the Supreme Court is. Some of you thought we were overreacting. Now you know we weren't. So I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Please vote every time you can, everywhere yeah. you can, as long as you can. Yes, and if you recognize that tenor from Hillary Clinton, I did that shit on purpose, God damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, I saw a meme recently, and it's sympathetic but true. Uh, Somebody was, uh, you know, know, uh, one person says they're trying to turn the U.S. into the handmaid's tale, and the other person says, that's bullshit. And the first person says, why is that (laughs) bullshit? And the guy says, because in the handmaid's tale, they gave pregnant women free health care and had a place to live, and we don't do that in this country. So it's like, yeah, it's like, these people, they're literally trying to make the country worse than The Handmaid's Tale. So, Wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm just, so, you know, as, as a bisexual woman, I'm just waiting for somebody to call me a gender traitor, which is also from oh, yeah. The Handmaid's Tale. You know? It's like, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? I mean, but I'm old. Nobody gives a fuck. I'm an old person. I can't breed for the population, so, you know, they'll probably just off me because I'm a loud mouth bitch and an old one and can serve them no purpose. So there's that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, again, 
And, you know, we've got to do things like we've got to get the Underground Railroad going for women. You know, that, that, that thing that's going around, that meme that's going around on social media saying that, you know, if things, certain things happen if uh, any ladies out there have a sudden need to go camping in a state that's friendly to camping, let me know and I'll drive you to go camp with no questions asked and no questions answered. Uh, because, right. yeah, because uh, there are certain states that, are, you know, there are certain states like California is strengthening women's reproductive rights when they meet in session. Yes. Of course, California is what happens when you completely shut Republicans out of uh, governing the state. Uh, now, of course, uh, California is having a horrible homeless problem, but a lot of that is because state taxes are closely tied to federal taxes. And, of course, the tendency in Washington has been to cut federal taxes, which hurt states and hurt state services. Uh, but, you know, when you look at things like states like Washington State, Oregon, uh, you know, even like Massachusetts that are all have passed or are getting ready to pass bills, to strengthen women's reproductive choices, uh, then I think, you know, we're going to need to have, uh, you know, some camping coordinating trips for the people who really need them. Uh, because part of fighting the war uh, isn't just on the battlefield. It's also the resistance behind the scenes. You've got to thwart the goals of the enemy. And uh, if the goals of the enemy is forced breeding, then we need to do what we can to aid people uh, for anybody who is uh, in an area where it's more friendly. Now, I'm not going to have to worry about hosting people in Ohio because the Ohio State House is filled with batshit insane people. Um, Mike DeWine has been trying to hold back the crazies. He's just he's just a weasel. He hasn't been quite as crazy as other people in Ohio. But the Ohio State House is getting ready to introduce a bill that would not only outlaw abortion, but it would also outlaw Plan B and IUD. Uh, so, uh, you know, of course, I'm also going to live very close to the PA border, which is controlled by enough mm -hmm. Democrats that they're not going to be going Handmaid's Tale anytime soon. So, but yeah, you know, Ohio uh, is trying to take a hard turn for the crazy. And, and we're like, you know, we're so north that the only, that the only thing above us is Canada. So, uh, wow. you know, also people don't think that this shit can't happen in your home state because unless you're in one of the more extreme states like New York or California, it can happen anywhere. Of course. Of course. You know, I live near the Virginia border, and, you know, not that I'll ever need one, but I, I guarantee you, uh, whoever, you know, if somebody uh, in a place where they don't allow camping wants to come yeah. and camp, I will be making camping available so exactly if necessary exactly. so fucking crazy exactly exactly anyway but and also all right folks, tell people I we're all, we're we're I, out I, of time so, uh, go ahead and finish up go ahead babe i'm just going to tell people but remember we're fighting we're going to battle on this but don't forget to take care of yourselves folks Take your time if right. you need to. I, you know, either Sunday or Thursday, I'm going to Cedar Point to ride roller coasters. Okay, the rock and roller coast of the world. So yeah, again, you got to take care of yourselves. Give yourself time to laugh. Give yourself time to breathe. Give yourself time to enjoy because you've got to remember what we're fighting for. And you know, when you're feeling at peace and you're feeling joy, that's what we want for everybody. So when you give yourself that time and that break. 
you're reminding yourself what you're fighting for for everyone else. So don't forget to take care of yourselves, folks. We still need you. We need you for the long haul. We really do. Callison, tell folks where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at, at Callison underscore G. Uh, you're also going to be able to find me at Callison Govannon on Instagram. I am probably going to be starting up uh, a TikTok soon. Uh, I'm going to be experimenting oh. with that uh, and that kind of stuff. And, of course, you can go to TallisonG.com. I will be putting up there when I make the Sorceress available for free later in the month, as well as news of when the Queen's coming out. And as a matter of fact, uh, when the Queen does come out, I'm also going to be putting out the first two books in the Sorceress Saga on hardback. So when the Queen comes Yay. out, it's going to come out in ebook, paper book, and hardback, and all the other books are going to be available in hardback too, because Amazon does hardbacks now. So keep, uh, you know, watch this. As Rachel Maddow would say, watch this space. I'll let everybody know. Wonderful. All right, Talon. Can't wait till next month. Thanks again for coming on. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you, everybody out there in Internet land for listening. Uh, Talison is out. I will see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody. I will be back next week. Have a great one.